Man, I'm kind of wishing I had held her. Well, let me rephrase that. Um, Physically held her? Let me rephrase. <laughs> I, I should have held on to that figure oh, for oh. a higher resale value. Oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I'm not trying to take like a creepy picture like those people that do like the prom pictures, like that dude with Becky Lynch. <laughs> Thank goodness that's never going to happen again. That was cringe. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 283 of the Fully Puzzle Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Dude, it's freaking hot. Oh, tell me about it. It is freaking hot. I'm melting. I hate it. And it was funny. When I moved out to the valley, because born and raised in the Bay Area, both of us, Everybody was like, oh, when you move out to the valley, you get used to the heat. No, false. That is fake news. I've been out here for 23 years, and there is no getting used or used to 110 degrees. The two Utes. The two Utes. I'm sorry. The what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> two youths. Yeah, there's no getting used to 110 degrees. I'm sorry. There's just not. Unless you come from the sun. There's not any getting used to 110. So to answer your question, power punch bang running through me today, but I'm melting because it's 110 outside and I hate every bit of it. People have said that living over here on the West Coast, close to the water, the water is our air conditioning. Well, for the past few years, our air conditioning has been broken because it's reaching record temps out here. Like for example, last Labor Day, it hit 106 degrees. That never happens. No, especially in your neck of the woods. Absolutely not. Back in 2016, it hit 105. For that one specific day that it hit 105 out here, it was hotter here than Phoenix, Arizona. That day in Phoenix, Arizona was 103. I don't think that's ever happened in history, has it? Nope. That was the only time in history that it was ever hotter in the Bay Area than it was in Phoenix, Arizona. Damn. Yeah, because 105 in Alameda, that's blazing hot. Because most houses out there are older and they don't have air conditioning. No, we don't. Uh, That's the bad part is nobody has air conditioning out here. A lot of people are now starting to invest in air conditioning or whole house fans. Yeah, exactly. Whole house only fans. But uh... (laughs) do you pay monthly for that? I think it's only eight ninety nine, depending on which price you get or which. Oh, uh, that's not bad. Which provider you go with? Anyways, um, <laughs> they, uh, a lot of people are starting to go with air conditioning or whole house fans right now. Uh, starting to invest, it's just the way to go because temperatures just aren't dropping. Yeah, it's ugh, it's just gross when it starts to get to this time of year and the heat kicks in. I will say, I'm super thankful I have a swimming pool in the backyard. So if it gets just way too hot, just go jump in. So super fortunate. We should have listened to Al Gore back in 2000. Well, you know, we live and learn. But aside from that, 
you know, this is a wrestling figure podcast after all, not a weather channel. So, I'm excited to have a solid show with you, brother, and talk some wrestling figures. Yep, and I don't think there's an Al Gore figure. At least not to my knowledge. Yeah, FTC made presidents, but they did not make vice presidents. So... Correct. No Al Gore figures that I'm aware of. I was have a funny story, dude. So we were driving out to a graduation party on Sunday. And while I'm in the car, I'm talking to mom and dad who are driving and trying to order bang energy drinks. And dad's talking to me about, you Gene Simmons has burned himself seven times doing God of Thunder and he spits the fire. And, you know, I'm like, okay, dad. So you're talking to dad about Kiss? Oh, dad watches YouTube all day. So he sits there and he gets down these rabbit holes that you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So anyways, I'm ordering uh, Candy Apple Crisp Bang on Amazon. So I order it and it says, okay, it'll be delivered on Monday. I'm like, oh, cool. It'll be here tomorrow. Perfect. Next day, Candy Apple Crisp shows up to the door. I pop open the box from Amazon, except it was caffeine-free Candy Apple Crisp Bang. Wait, Bang makes a caffeine-free? Yes. What? I accidentally ordered the caffeine-free Candy Apple Crisp Bang. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it. Like, my buddy Eric, or my coworker Eric, is like, well, it has creatine in it, so that's good. (laughs) I'm like, yes, but where's the caffeine? Where's the energy? Where's the... Dude, what's the point? Right. Caffeine-free Bang? Oh my gosh. No, thank you. It's like caffeine-free Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi or whatnot. Oh, man. That is that is an unfortunate accident. Can, and you can't return it because it's food or what? I don't know. I would just I would try to return it, dude. You aren't going to drink that. Well, I'll drink it for the creatine since I work out and stuff, you know? Ugh. I can't believe Bang did that to us. Give us caffeine-free Bang? I know. I know. So I had to go in and reorder the real Bang. Y- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ew, caffeine-free. So, yeah, I messed up on that. <laughs> Oops. Man, you could have bought a wrestling figure instead. Me bad. <laughs> Me bad. You can get any of our shirts over at Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean or FullyPosablePodcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to WFP at gmail.com. Scott, have you done any toy spotting or you got anything new? Well, first, before we get into toy spotting, Jeff, I do want to mention that if somebody, like, say they're new to the show, they've never heard of Fully Posable before, this is the first episode, we are like Anchorman. Will Ferrell's character in Anchorman, where he would read anything on the teleprompter. We will read anything and everything that is sent to us for the listener segment. So bring it. If it's on the teleprompter, we're reading it. We're just like Will Ferrell and Anchorman. So send it, hit us up. We'll add you to the listener segment. But toy spotting, I did get into the target pre-orders for barbecue and clutch with the Ram cycle. And I can't believe that I was actually able to get them because I first tried Hasbro Pulse and Hasbro Pulse apparently has turned into Hasbro let's scalp our own toys to our customers because it was only available to premium members 
which is like 50 bucks a year. So you're paying for a service that gets you access to the figures. Not okay. Not okay. That's, that's bad form. Just my opinion. <laughs> bad form. You're charging people a yearly just to get early access. And then you're going to sell out anyway. No, thank you. Hasbro pulse. But guess what? It wasn't available to the quote unquote, as you call this Jeff peons that do not have premium. <laughs> so I jumped over to target completely unaware that they might have the pre-orders going on for those two figures. Target did. I jumped on a target. I was able to get them. Not only was I able to get them, Jeff, you were also minutes later able to get them. Yep. Because let's keep in mind target pre-orders, whether it's WWE legends figures or GI Joe classified figures, target pre-orders with hot product sells out within seconds. I checked earlier this afternoon and barbecue was still available. Clutch was sold out, but barbecue is still available on a target pre-order for a super hot GI Joe figure. So Are you serious? Yeah. He was still available to get. No, I don't know if that speaks to the popularity of barbecue or if it speaks to the word that Hasbro gave us that they are going to start pumping up numbers and we were going to improve distribution on exclusives. Well, true to their word, they did just that. While on their own site, they're scalping people. On Target, you could have pre-ordered hours into the pre-sale and still gotten them. So I got to give it up, dude. While I'll knock them for that Hasbro uh, premium on Pulse, I will give them credit for upping their numbers and giving Target way more product because there's no way that those pre-orders would have lasted six or seven months ago. They would have been gone in seconds, but today they were up for hours before one of them even sold out. So kudos to Hasbro for that. But aside from that, nothing else to report. I didn't know that they were pumping up numbers. That's fantastic news. I wish other companies would do that. Yeah, for sure, dude. But yeah, kudos to Hasbro. You know, you got to give credit where it's due. They said they'd do it. They did it. And even issuing their past exclusives, the hot ones like Major Blood, putting more numbers of those back into Target after the initial run had sold out, they did that too. So got to give it up to Hasbro. Well done. I talked about going to that graduation party and uh, Big Dave is his daughter's graduation. We were standing there and somehow we came up on G.I. Joe. We started talking about G.I. Joe figures and he goes, oh, let me show you. Oh, don't tell me. He goes over to one of the sheds. Oh, don't tell me. And he pops open the shed, and there is the USS flag. You know, had I been able to go to that party, I was bringing chloroform with me. <laughs> and, a, and a rag. Well, I don't need to be chloroformed, dude. <laughs> You're like, I always say yes. No, it wasn't for you. See, I was going to go full giant Gonzalez on Undertaker from WrestleMania 9 take out big Dave and be like, dude, help me get this aircraft carrier out of here. <laughs> Mom's got the minivan. Let's go. Let's go. It'll fit right in the back. Let's hit it. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Like I probably would have freaked out had I seen it because big Dave's mom kept the boxes for everything. Be it star Wars, uh, he man, GI Joe. She kept the boxes. And when Dave was done playing with the toys, everything was put back into the box. Yep. So I can just imagine what you found in that shed that day. Uh, well, the thing is, is the shed is all of Dave's stuff. Yeah. And so when he popped open the door, you could only see the front. You can't walk into it. You basically have to stand in front and look at the clear totes that is laced with stuff. But they do have some shelving 
And on the shelving was the USS flag. Below that was some Star Wars toys, uh-huh. like old Star Wars toys. Yeah. Like original stuff. And I'm like, oh, baby. I'm like looking at it. But it, the only thing I could do is just stand there and look into this huge shed full of stuff that has just got clear totes of old school toys or uh, Funkos or whatnot. It was just great, dude. Did you see his wrestling figures? No, I didn't. Okay. Because he had some carded Hasbros at one point. He did. But I didn't see those. We couldn't even, unless we started wanting to peel out everything, you know. (laughs) I don't think he really wanted to do that during a graduation party. Oh, I was about to say, like, what's stopping you? (laughs) Like, we're talking toys here, dude. That would have been amazing. Had I been there, we probably would have ended up going through part of that shed. It was pretty cool, though. I mean, it was cool catching up with Dave. Dave listens to the show, and he listens to other uh, shows that talk about toys. And he's, he's just talking about it, all of the toys that are out today he's like dude i can't keep up with everything it's a little much right <sighs> a little yeah it's a lot of much it's it's super saturated super saturated and there's so much competition to try to get your hands on these things it's pretty insane it, just a little insane to <laughs> say the least yeah i now granted i didn't see the uss flag i saw it in the box for sure and the box yeah. The box looked aged, of course, of course. and it was, all, it was all taped up. Yeah, of course. Well, kudos to, to David's mom for doing that, for having the good sense to keep the boxes. And then when Dave was done playing with the toys, you know, you didn't just throw the toys out in the garage. You put them back in the box and right. then put them away. Like, oh my gosh, like if David ever decides to sell that collection, man, that's going to be a nice getaway. That's like vacation property. That's one month of rent in California. <laughs> or that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just cool catching up with Dave and hearing his perspective on toys. And he's like, dude, he goes, I want to collect. He goes, but there's just so much out there. Like, I can't get everything. He goes, I want to collect uh, the cella figures. He goes, I want to collect this. I want to collect that. But he goes, I can pick off one or twosies here and there. Yeah. He goes, but I can't jump in and get all of the GI Joe classifieds. Yeah. He goes, I can't jump in and grab everything that's being pumped out for wrestling. And I was like sitting there and I'm like, yeah, I completely understand you a hundred percent. Yeah. And I really identify with Dave on that one because like me, he's got a wife, two kids, you know, you got a mortgage, you got bills, you got everything that goes into that. So all of a sudden you're once, turn into more like, okay, what do I need? Like, what am I going to kick myself in five years for not buying? And I don't want to have to go back and buy it at a super inflated price later to add it to my collection. Like, what do I need now? And you start to just, it's all about putting it into your budget and where you fit. Because look, these toys that are coming out now aren't cheap. You know, your GI Joe figures are like 20 to $25 at retail. Not to mention if you're buying them off secondary market. They jumped up. Okay. Well, yeah. So they're even more expensive, right? Elites, 20 bucks. Basics are like 12 or 13. So everything and ultimate editions like 30. So you really have to start budgeting and it gets a little bit crazy when you're like, okay, mortgage, electricity, water, blah, 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 blah. And where do I fit in these Road Warriors figures I want? You know, because Junk Shop Dogs can have some Road Warriors figures here in a little, in a little bit. And so you're trying to figure out, okay... What month is ideal for them to come out with those so I can put my pre-order in and blah, blah, blah. It's, it gets a little bit insane. It, it really does, dude. Like, for example, there's improvements we want to make to the house. 
So we're going to start doing those uh, here coming up. Plus, a little backstory, because of Celeste Surgery, I'm going to be helping her out with whatever bills come in. So now I have got to allocate money to that. There are figures that I want that I'm like, am I going to have FOMO? We'll find out. But at this point in time, I don't have that feeling of like, I need to go out and get these. Yeah. And that's good. That's good, right? Because you're putting other priorities first. That's that's adulting. And a lot of times it sucks. You know, I've had to sell off certain figures that, you know, many, many years later, there are a few that I regret getting rid of. And I wish I wouldn't have. And I would love to one day re-add them to the collection. But given the current state of the market, that's almost impossible. But it really does come down to what can you live without, like you were saying, Jeff. So it's just, it's the crappy part of adulting and it's just the whole real life aspect that comes in that when we were younger and had extra income, you know, living at home, no rent and you have a job and you can just basically go buy whatever you want, go to fast food whenever you want. Man, that was, that was like the good old days. You know, you're out toy hunting all day. It's awesome. You spend your money on whatever you want. But when you get to this age, you kind of can't do that. And that's when it gets kind of crappy and you really have to start weeding things out, stuff that you don't really need. And that's the worst part of it. Before we move on to the news segment, I did get a message. I won't say who it's from, but it was awesome, dude. He said, uh, you and your brother helped me out big time in the middle of the night. I woke up having a panic episode. He goes, I turned on fully posable and it went away. He goes, isn't the first time I've done that either. And I was like, dude, thank you so much. I'm glad we could help. I said, are you doing okay? He goes, uh, I'm doing good, just kind of foggy, but you and your brother really helped. So I won't say who it was, but I want to thank them for sending that message because it's those messages that we get that really mean a lot, dude. Yes, it's fuel that keeps us going. And I've said that many times on the show, those kind of messages, and I'm glad we were able to help. And again, we just put out a podcast about wrestling, well, mostly wrestling figures, other toy lines and bang energy drinks. But really at the end of the day, it is wrestling figures, but you get those (laughs) messages that you help people in other ways, aside from telling them like, here's the latest elite series and AEW unrivaled, blah, blah, blah. It's another level from that, right? It's more than that. And Jeff, I, I think I can speak for you when we say that it's our pleasure and thank you for letting us know that we were able to help because we just think we're putting out this show talking about toys and wrestling figures And to a lot of people, it means so much more. And in that regard, we thank you for sending that and letting us know. Because that's really, at the end of the day, that's what keeps us going. Absolutely. So thank you for sending over. Because that means a lot, man. That really does. And I'm glad to hear that you're doing okay. Scott, we've got a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what you got for other news? Well, it's not other toy news, but it is other video game wrestling news. Kenny Omega showed off a little bit of the new upcoming AEW video game. And while it's more, in my opinion, WWE 2K instead of THQ's No Mercy, I'm still going to say it looks awesome. Darby Allen was the showcase in it. And it had all of his staple moves. He was doing moves off the ropes. He did his coffin drop. His model looks fantastic. So in my opinion, AEW and their designer are definitely on the right track with their game upcoming. When you mention the big four, and it's happened before, people have been like, oh, we're trying to make a game in the vein of, you know, whether it be WrestleFest or 
in this case, the Big Four, which were the THQ games of the late 90s, early 2000s, when you mention those, you're putting yourself in good company and you're trying to fill some pretty big shoes. And so far, so good for AEW. I think that they want to have kind of the feel of the THQ games, but be able to have that pick up and play that the early SmackDown series had. And from what I can tell so far, it looks great. Definitely on the right track. Are you getting it? Man, it's a little bit too early to say. So I don't know yet. I'm going to want to see more of it. And this is really because 2K burned me a couple years ago. That game was so bad out of the box. It it did get better with the miscellaneous patches and whatnot that they put out. But it's unacceptable, in my opinion, if you're a video game company, to release something that just you know is full of bugs and is, in a lot of cases, broken right out of the package, which that 2K game was. And it's unforgivable to me. So that's why I'm not going to invest in the next 2K game until I've seen plenty of gameplay videos, read reviews, because they're going to have the stink eye on them and they're going to have to prove themselves. And I don't know that AEW is going to have that same kind of pressure. Maybe it's a good thing for them that WWE 2K crapped the bed so bad that AEW is like, hey, at least we weren't those guys. You know what I mean? Like maybe it won't be so much pressure on them with their first release. People are going to expect big things because, again, they did mention the big four. But as long as it's playable and it has a good roster, I'm in. Same for 2K. If it's playable and has a solid roster, which they do every year, and I love their DLC, I'm in. And I'll have AEW to play. I'll have 2K to play. And I'm looking forward to the reviews and the gameplay videos once they get further into the process. Very, very excited. I know I always say it about wrestling figures, but it is a good time to be a wrestling video game fan. I'm curious how the gameplay is going to be. I'm hoping it's close to the big four of the N64. Sure. The other thing is, is I'm really curious how 2K is going to rebound from that horrific offering of, what was it, 2K20 or 2K19? Yeah, it's, I love a good redemption story. I really do. And the WWE video game fan in me wants 2K to completely redeem themselves, right? So I'm rooting for them. I want them to succeed, but they burned me. So I'm going to wait until the game is out. And I think I mentioned this before, unless they have some crazy pre-order that I'm like, okay, I have to have that. You know, and it probably won't be a Funko Pop, but like that year that they came out with a Cena Mattel figure, like, okay... You got me at Mattel figure. I have to get this now. Unless there's something crazy like that, I'm going to wait until it's already at retail before I purchase because I want to read the reviews. I want to see the gameplay videos. I want to make sure I'm not buying it broken out of the box like the last release was. So I want them to succeed. I want them to do well. I want to play WWE 2K games again. So let's pull for a big time redemption story for 2K. Scott, moving over to wrestling figures, Zombie Sailor, he announced that Jeff Jarrett will be getting a figure made. The figure will be the unreleased orange card look. Smart move. Very smart move. Most of you guys already know this. The figures will be $40 uh, for each individual figure. I saw someone's after shipping charges, and it was about $48 to $49, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, $50 for a retro. That makes it tough. I took a poll on, <laughs> on Twitter. Chloroform. It helps. <laughs> I still don't know why you need to do that to me, dude. 
He couldn't leave his little brothers behind. <laughs> Zombie Sailor, I, I put this out. Zombie Sailor announced that his heel and faces figures will be $40 each. Are you A, or in the poll I put, still getting them all? Getting one or two per series, too expensive, slash can't afford, or last one, not interested in these. 10% said that they were getting them all. 32% said they were getting one or two per series. 26% said too expensive, can't afford. 32% said not interested in these. And this was out of 299 votes. Interesting. I, Man, for me personally, it's not that I'm not interested but it falls more under the umbrella of can't afford. It's not for a lack of want necessarily because I do want that Earl Hebner figure because A, we never got a ref from Hasbro and B, as I've mentioned with the zombie sailor figures or any of those figures really that are coming out like from Chella, for example, the Dynamite Kid, it's it's era specific, right? Like if I was going to go back and start buying some of these zombie sailor or Chella toys, or who is the other one? The Nerds Clothing, right? They've got a, a Switchblade coming out. Jay White, yeah. Yeah. So as long as the name is from that Hasbro era, call it roughly 90 to 95, that would be appealing to me. Well, Hebner, A, we never got a Hasbro of a ref, any ref, let alone uh, Hebner. Well, B, that's era specific. He would completely fit into that Hasbro era. So... While it is kind of a want, it's more of a can't afford because I can't do 50 for an Earl Hebner figure. I just, I, I, I can't. We talked earlier about fitting budget. For me, it doesn't work. Hopefully for you guys, if you wanted them, you got them. I don't know if they've sold out yet. I have no idea. You've got to figure the way the market's going right now with people buying speculative and wanting them for their collection. They should sell out. At least the first wave should. So if you got one, kudos, that's awesome. If I had unlimited funds, I'd probably be getting Dino Bravo and Earl Hebner, but unfortunately I don't. So got to go without. So 32% said not interested in these. 32% also said getting one or two. So those were tied. I was going through the comments because uh, a lot of people left comments. So I just wanted to see what their thought process was regarding these. And uh, Jeff Springer at M. Jeff 90 said like all collecting you got to do it logically make the call that fits you emotionally financially etc etc bingo and if and if any of these fit do your best but don't feel down if you lose out and you know what I can't agree more as I had mentioned earlier in the show there's a lot of things going on financially over here sure and right now I don't feel like I'm losing out I don't feel like or sorry I don't feel like I'm missing out on these like do i want the dino bravo yes do i want to spend 49 bucks total for a dino bravo figure that doesn't have the mechanism not really i mean i understand there and these aren't customs and because there's an artist that used to work at hasbro that's doing these there's a neca guy sculpting these they're made in a factor there's a lot of it that makes it legit yeah big time attention to detail and he's going out and getting the licenses. So these aren't customs. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, 49 bucks for a retro when the retros are going to be coming out in a few months. I'm good. Like, I feel okay that I'm missing out on these. Now, in the next series or whenever they do come out, the Rock and Roll Express, when they do come out, am I going to want to get them? 
We'll, we'll see. You will. You're probably going to want to get two sets. Well, that's the thing is like, do I want to pay a hundred bucks for two retros? Well, the tag team sets might be different, right? Possibly. I mean, we'll see when the comes out. Are they going to be on one card and he'll be charge them for eighty bucks? Or we'll see. Oh, good point. So they could be like when the Head Shrinkers came out and the Bushwhackers were either in that series or the next one, uh, where they yes. released them on singles cards. I see what you're saying. They could release them single. Yeah, they could. They could. Yeah, man. How do you buy one and not the other? Uh, exactly. So that's going to be the tough thing. We'll see when those all come out. I got gotcha. you. But for right now, the series one, like, do I want the Dino Bravo? Yes. Do I need the Dino Bravo for forty nine bucks? It's one of those. I think I'm good, yeah. and I'll, you know, I'll continue to buy up Vader's. I guess, or <laughs> not just joking. <laughs> those Vader's were only twenty bucks, dude. I've actually had to slow up on Vader. <laughs> it's still, it's still probably right there, figure of the year for me, but. Man, there's a lot of them around here. <laughs> well, yeah, he's figure of the year now, but by the end of the year, we're going to be so tired of seeing him on the pegs. We're going to be like, <laughs> screw that figure. No, of course we won't say that. It is still figure of the year. So anyways, that's my personal opinion on zombie sailor figures. It, we'll see as time goes along, but right now I think I'm good and I, I won't have FOMO. Thanks, Steve from PPW. He told me what FOMO was. I gotcha. I gotcha. And look, I I think we I can speak for you again with this. We want Zombie Sailor to do well. We want him to have multiple series because, as you said, Jeff, we know that he's got an upcoming Rock and Roll Express. That's tremendous because the Rock and Roll Express have only had one set of figures and they weren't fantastic from Jax. So that's cool. He was able to go out, get that license, have figures sculpted and made and mass produced. You know, I think 2,500 is a decent number. So I want him to do well because I'm really curious to see in the future who else he's able to get. So I I hope he makes a ton of money off of it. I hope every series sells out and he continues to make these figures and those that can afford them continue to buy them. You know, again, it kind of goes back to that Masters of the Universe WWE crossover, right? Without fan support, that line dies off and dies off quickly. But everybody really rallied behind it and loved it so much they kept it still going. So the same could be said of the zombie sailor figures. You know, fans are going to rally behind it and keep it going for years to come. I hope that's what happens. So other comments as I was scrolling through, I I found some other comments really interesting because I really wanted to get people's opinion on these. Uh, Matthew Goldberg, he said, I'm considering Bravo and Sabu. If they weren't as much, I'd probably grab them all. It's just where do I want to spend my figure money right now, really? And that's what we've been saying. Yeah. Uh, at Third Dwarf said, honestly, w- wasn't going to bother with them. And $40 just cement it for me. Happy with Chella, to be honest. Well, and, and again, that's really where the price point comes in, right? Like you yep. said, Jeff, you want a Jeff Jarrett figure, but do you want a $48 Jeff Jarrett figure? Or do you want a $20 Elite? So that's, you just got to throw it on the scale. Because again, if unlimited funds are at your disposal, or you have a pretty big figure budget, kudos, man, go buy it. That's awesome. Keep the line going support it but you know guys like you and i just and matthew goldberg also it's just it's hard to find the funds to warrant a 48 dollar figure just not everybody can do it at ring skirt says i will get the ones that speak to me and fit the hasbro era at wolverine nv 2123 said they are cool but i prefer mattel's more cartoony look than a more realistic look which is interesting. I, I never even thought about that. I hadn't considered that either. That's a good point. Jordan Kinsot said, 
$40 is effing insane for them. They look really well done, and the talent they are signing is something to be excited about. But the price is horrendous. Again, you're you're talking about price point. Yep. Uh, just other people said not interested in this particular wave. However, I've got my eyes open for the future waves and hoping something comes along that I need and can yes. truly ju- justify spending the $40 on. So There it is. Yes, absolutely. That was from Horror Movie Barbecue, uh, Chad. So Love, anyway. absolutely love Chad. Awesome, dude. awesome dude. He has me laughing every day on Facebook. Literally every day on Facebook. He does post some funniest stuff. Oh my gosh. And his one-man gang vest? Kudos, my friend. <laughs> Kudos. Moving along to Junk Shop Dog. They are putting out a puppy-style Terry Funk, and he'll be in his quote-unquote 83 Texas Bronco days. He'll have the red trunks. So actually, Terry Funk was in the original Puppy Wave, and he'll be coming out again in 2020. Well, could be 2022 2021 we'll see when they officially hits that's awesome a great addition for them they've got brody as well on that line but me you know who i'm waiting for i can't get, wait to get my hands on those road warriors yeah i know how excited you are for those cannot wait and they gave us that teaser image and i can't wait to see what they look like on the card and then a full shot of both hawk and animal just super excited and if they put shoulder pads with them oh my goodness eggplant emoji <laughs> you know what's funny dude actually i want to go back to the price point that we were just talking about it's almost like the ultimates are my my highest tiers i can go for figures right now you're talking like th- well no because you buy the njpws from super seven okay that's a good point i did purchase those now granted no- those are only like once a year right so it's not like you're having to do that every single quarter uh, I think you meant once every three years, I think. <laughs> it's like Haley's Comet. Once every 75 <laughs> years. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. I did purchase the NJPW figures, but when I did pre-order those, I pre-ordered those back in, what was it 2018, 2019? Correct. 2019. So, na- so we're, we're almost a year and a half, two years removed from that, and now things have kind of shifted. So I may have to kind of put a cap and like with the NJPW figures, if they do come out with a Series 3, am I going to get all of Series 3? That's We'll see. We'll see the names that they throw out there. Right. And But again, you're only doing that like once a year. So in, I, I don't know if that weighs into it at all that, okay, 50 bucks a figure, four figures in the series, I got to have all four of them, but I'm only paying that out once a year. I don't know what Zombie Sailor's release schedule is going to be. So maybe that would weigh into it as well. If he's only doing these once or twice a year, maybe that's worth it to some people to to go ahead and invest in the entire run, depending on how frequently they're released. Scott, we're going to head over to the nostalgia segment. What do you say? Let's go talk about him. before we jump into WWE Elite Series 17, which guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com where you can follow along with the figures that Scott is about to read off. Again, that's WrestlingFigureDatabase.com where they are updating their site constantly. There's a lot of traffic going on over there. We're happy for those guys. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Follow along with Elite Series 17. You can see the figures that Scott is reading off. So, Scott, 
WWE Elite Series 17. What you got? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 17 consisted of Zack Ryder, and he was in his gray wrestling gear, packaged with a headband, sunglasses, and the internet title. Next up, we had John Cena in his 55th introduction into the Elite Series. And he was... What? Scott. What? You know the He-Man story, right? 54th? Was I wrong? Oh, yeah. So John Cena has to be in every series multiple times. Do we need to tell the He-Man story? No. We've done that to death. (laughs) Much like John Cena figures. John Cena was in his desert-colored camo jorts, packaged with a Rise Above Hate cloth goods shirt, a You Can't See Me hat, a chain, and a Never Give Up armband. Boy, did he have a lot of slogans. He did, he did. He was like a NASCAR. (laughs) Next up, Kofi Kingston, and he was in his green wrestling gear, and he was packaged with the Penny Tag Team title belt. Jeff, was this during the time that he was a tag team champion with Evan Bourne? Uh, yes, it was. Okay, so that would have been that era Kofi. Yep. Gotcha. Next up, Kelly Kelly, and she was in... Now, Jeff, I'm going to call this mint green. I See, now it looked blue to me. We're back to the dress again. Yes, we are. So I saw mint green, you saw blue, but it would have been a light blue, like a turquoise, right? Yeah. So those are the two colors I was going for. I wasn't sure if it was turquoise or mint green. It was one of those two colored wrestling gear. Packaged with the Divas Butterfly title belt. Next up, we had Sheamus, and he was in his black and red wrestling gear. Packaged with a chain accessory and the big gold belt. We all know which one that one is. Last, but certainly not least, Mankind. And this was the 99 version of Mankind. In the white dress shirt and the black tie, he was packaged with a mask, the Mankind mask, and a cloth goods Mr. Socko and Jeff. That rounds out Elite Series 17. I want to be a NASCAR passenger. (laughs) Hey, man, you need to slow down. Can I turn on the radio? You really like Tide. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, dude. Thank you very much. Long live Mitch Hedberg. Oh, my God. Greatest comedian of all time. Don't at me. Um, This one showed off a lot of belts, dude. A lot of belts came at this one. The Internet Championship. The Penny Tag title was in there. um, The Butterfly Women's title. The Big Gold Belt. Well, here's the funny part. So all of those belts that I just named off had like a a shine or a sheen to them. They looked, quote, unquote, elite. Yeah. They look like elite belts. But when you look at Sheamus's world title, it looked like a basic world title. And it looked horrible. And they'd done this before, I think. I think they did it with a Miz, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, uh, yes, they did. And it looks like they threw in a basic heavyweight title. And it looked terrible with the Sheamus figure. They did do that with a Miz. And it did look janky because it was an elite figure. Yes. But the Internet Championship and the Butterfly Women's title... We haven't announced those yet, and actually, I don't think we'll be announcing the Internet Championship again, Uh, but the women's butterfly title was also first time in the elites right here. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. First time in the line for that title. Yep, Kofi went with Evan for the Airborne tag team. It it was funny. Mankind looks so plain, but it looks so cool. Yes, and that is actually my pick for the best figure in the set. I love that Mankind figure, dude. That just, it reminds me of him being hoisted onto DX's shoulders after winning the title. Like, it's that Mankind, and I love that figure. And the fact that it's a cloth goods Mr. Socko, even better. I'm going to go with Kelly Kelly as the best one. Good choice. Great choice. 
the butterfly title. I like the gear they put her in. I think that's that figure just looked the best out of all of them. So I pulled the sold listings. John Cena sold for 70 bucks on June 1st. These, now, I'll remind you, these are the most recent sold listings. Kelly Kelly sold listing on May 9th for 200 bucks. Damn, 200? 200 dollars. Oof, man! You know what? I, it's crazy. I sold mine. I want to say like three years ago. Maybe now nah, it was about three years ago, and I want to say I got like 125 bucks for her, and I thought it was awesome. Because I needed money for a trip, so I had her on the pegs or on the the wall, and I'm not a huge Kelly Kelly fan. I'm like, I'll just sell the figure. I saw what she was going for, so I'll just sell her off. Man, I'm kind of wishing I had held her. Well, let me rephrase that. Um, Physically held her. Let me rephrase. (laughs) I I should have held on to that figure. Oh, for a higher resale value. Oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I'm not trying to take like a creepy picture, like those people that do like the prom pictures, like that dude with Becky Lynch. (laughs) <laughs> thank goodness that's never going to happen again that was cringe Ugh. oh dude uh, yeah wrestling fans right right we're the worst <laughs> us freaking mouth breathers kofi kingston sold listings 69.99 on april 20th seamus last sold listing may 12th for 28 dollars and 20 cents it was the belt it <laughs> <Wow>. was the belt <laughs> the belt drew down the value the belt drew down the value the Zack Ryder with the Internet Championship sold on June 3rd for $150. And Mankind with Sako sold on June 5th for $75. So Wow, really? $75 for that Mankind? I thought that was going to be higher as well. And I love the fact that the mask is removable. So like, if you do play with the figure, you can take the mask off mid-match. And I think that's a great touch. I thought that, that was the best one out of the series. Great figure. Low dollar amount on the resale. That's kind of crazy to me. It's funny. I have this Kelly Kelly figure, and I'm now starting to think. I'm like, man, 200 bucks. It, well, yeah, dude. It's like these resale values are crazy right now. Like you mentioned that CM Punk last week. Holy crap! I'm not going to sell him. By the way, that was a joke last week. But holy crap! And Travis, I'm not trading him for a Castle Grayskull. Not happening, my friend. As much as I love you, I cannot trade. But dude, I can't believe some of the resales on these older figures. It's insane. It seems like just two series later, like if Elite 81 or let's say Elite 79 went up on eBay, people are paying 60 bucks for the figure instead of 40 bucks or 30 bucks or whatnot. It seems yeah. like just even most recent Elites are garnering a lot of money. Yeah, especially that Zelina Vega. How much is that going for? Uh, what did I see somebody selling her for the other day, like 50 or 60 bucks? Good Lord. Yeah, and I don't even know that she's hit pegs in some places. I was talking to GBM. And he's on the lookout for her. She hasn't hit pegs yet. But people have been able to find her elsewhere and just secondary markets paying it. Yep. Scott, that rounds out Elite 17. We're going to get into the listener segment. What you say? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, kicking off the listener segment is our good buddy, norm from out here in the bay area norm we love you man hey jeff and scott i hope you're doing well today i got a question about price increases so right now we have already seen hasbro increase prices on marvel legends star wars and if you saw on today's pre-order gi joe's they have gone up from 19.99 
to $22.99. And that's an increase of $3. Um, and right now, I'm feeling the pinch in my wallet with these price increases. And on some of the Marvel Legends, they typically come with a Build-A-Figure. Now, they are not even doing the Build-A-Figures anymore. So my question to you is, at what price point would it deter you from collecting? And do you expect Mattel on their WWE line to increase their prices from $19.99 to who knows what, $21.99, $22.99, and the same with uh, all Elite figures? Curious to see what your thoughts are. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Norm, great question. And Jeff? Is it bad that when I did the pre-order today, I didn't even notice the increase? I was just in such glee to be adding them to my cart that I just I just added them and went through checkout and was just like, woohoo, I got them. And then when Norm did his thing, I was like, oh crap, I guess I should go check. So I didn't even notice the price increase. But with me, and we seem to be really talking money tonight on this show in relation to uh, figures, I I've structured my budget so that even on a $3 increase per figure, the GI Joe figures don't come out that often to where an increase isn't going to kill me. And even on wrestling figures, if Mattel ultimately does increase the price two to $3 per figure, be it basically ultimate, ultimate edition, I don't buy in bulk with those again, given budget. So I'm not really going to notice the increase. It's not going to affect my buying one way or the other, because right now I've got it structured to where if I want it, and I've kind of got my wants and needs weighed out. So if I want it, need it, I'm just going to buy it. And an extra $3 a figure isn't going to, to affect me. However, the other side of that coin is the collector. Like Norm mentioned, I didn't know that they did away with the Build-A-Figures. That's crazy. So that's where you would really notice it. To where when you're buying six figures to complete a Build-A-Figure, right? Now you're paying an extra $18 to $20 for your set. And I could see that affecting you. Or if you're buying every single Elite or every single Basic, that extra three, 2 to $3 a figure, you're going to notice it. Because now you're anywhere from 12 to $20 per set more than what you were paying before. Well, when you start hitting $20, that's the price of what a figure used to be like, given if you're using Elites in, as an example. So if you're buying a lot of figures, you're definitely going to feel the wallet heat. But... If you're like me and you're kind of sporadically buying figures here and there, I don't think you're going to notice it too much. That's that's just my opinion. I don't buy in the volume to where I'm going to really see, like G.I. Joe figures, for example, an extra, say they come out with two to three figures, I'm not going to notice the extra six or nine dollars as much because I'm not buying them as frequently. So Norm purchases basically all the Marvel Legends. Yes. So that's what I'm talking about is he would definitely see that increase. Absolutely. Yep, so he's going to feel that pinch of the extra $3 for each figure. But the bad part is now he's losing an extra figure because he, yes. was getting the build, he was getting a build a figure. Now he's losing a figure and having to fork out an extra 20 bucks per series. Yeah, that's a huge double whammy if you ask me. And it's bad form by the manufacturer because you're taking the cool concept of a build a figure away and then you're increasing the price. So you're absolutely right, Jeff. They're taking a figure away from you, essentially, and jacking up the price to where almost you're paying for another figure, what you were paying before, but you're not getting that other figure. That really sucks. Right. I'm hoping Mattel doesn't do that, but that's the way the world is going right now. You're absolutely right. 
everything is going up and we're we'll jump outside of toys housing uh computer chips in short demand yeah every i went to the grocery store the other day picked up our normal groceries and dude it went over 200 bucks yeah and usually celeste and i once every two weeks would be at about 150 160 dude it went up an extra 40 bucks and a lot of the same stuff that we purchase anyways yeah dude if hacksaw jim duggan and ted dibiase were wrestling today jim duggan would be way more rich than the million dollar man he had that two by four. <laughs> All Million Dollar Man had was that crappy little shiny belt. <laughs> Duggan was holding lumber. Yeah, lumber's uh, lumber's up there in price as well. But uh, honestly, dude, everything is going up right now. Yeah, it's crazy. And, You're right. And that's the tough part is we're watching everything skyrocket. When do we just kind of put our foot down and just go, okay, look, here's the thing. We have to stop purchasing this. We have to stop purchasing that because everything else around us is still going up. Where do we put our foot down and say, okay, we have to scale back. Like, for example, I'll use Norman example. I have to scale back Marvel Legends because that extra $20 per series is now going towards groceries, towards, I, I don't know what it's going for for Norm, but going towards gas. Gas is another thing that's gone up. It's going towards other areas of life. And that goes back to the zombie sailor thing. I want the Dino Bravo, but with shipping being 49 bucks, that that's just too much. I for a retro figure, I just can't. I'm going to be happy when the retros or the Mattel retros come out this year, and I'm going to be excited to get those for let's say those are 12.99. I'll be happy to get those for 12.99. Yeah. Although you got to figure with increases, they're probably going to be closer to like 15 bucks, dude. Uh possibly. We'll but see. even still, we'll- yeah. I mean, that's easier to choke down and I can get a whole series for, okay, how many were they coming out? Like four at a time. Was it four? Four yeah, at a time? four at a time. 15, f- 15 bucks to get four figures? I, I'm okay with that. I can handle that. Yeah, you're talking $60 for a set if you find them at retail. Uh, correct, correct. And you're doing that like once a quarter. Exactly. And if even they come out with a Seth Rollins, I'm going to be like, okay, I don't need the Seth Rollins, so I'll get three of this set. You yes, know? Exactly. So nothing against Seth Rollins. I'm just kind of using that as an example. Of course, I don't think I'd be purchasing another Seth retro, but that's neither here nor there right now. Oh, but what if he was in his pink suit? Um, I think uh, that's a good question. We'll see. We'll see when I'm at the store. Yeah. And that's the thing too with these retros. If they re-release certain guys, if they're in new gear and that new gear is awesome, that's definitely a purchase. I'm going to name the show Money, Money, Money. <laughs> Dude, it's so appropriate. That's It's been the theme of the show. I should just have the show kick off with the Million Dollar Man theme. But right, it had to come to this point. With so many manufacturers now with toys, at wrestling figures specifically, and prices going up, it had to come to this eventually. I mean, who is out there? And I know I joke about unlimited funds, but who out there actually has that? Who is out there with unlimited funds like... I'm going to buy all the zombie sailors and I'm going to buy every single Marvel legends and all of the WWE Motu figures. In addition to all of the ultimate editions, the elites, and maybe some of the basics if I want. And by the way, I'm going to take all those retros when they come out. Like, and you know what? Give me a castle gray school while we're at it. Like who is out there with this money? Because adopt me, please. I'll be part of your family. It's the people that still live with their parents that have a well-paying job that don't have to pay rent or something. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. And you know, more power to them because that's, that's a great position to be in, but you know, it, money, it had to become the theme at some point 
because as we've talked about, the market is getting very, very saturated with a lot of collectible toys, you know, action figures, wrestling figures, what have you. It, it had to get to this point eventually where there's so much to choose from and everything is so sought after and highly collectible that we are going to be faced with tougher choices at some point. We are at that some point. We are being faced with those choices now to where we have to whittle down what we can actually purchase to what we're just going to forego and hope we can score down the road and not have that FOMO because we're going to be paying three to four times what we would have paid now to get it two or three years later. And the other thing is, is a lot of people want to also purchase other wrestling merchandise. Oh yeah. God, you're right. Yeah. I I mean, let's not even, of course, this is a wrestling figure podcast. Let's put the figures aside. People still want to purchase posters. People still want to purchase programs or well, when they start touring again, people want to purchase tickets to when they start touring again. People want to start purchasing. There's so much extra stuff regarding wrestling, even outside of the figures. We yeah. focus on that because it's a wrestling figure podcast, but mostly, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but bang energy drink show too. <laughs> and GI <G>. Joe. <laughs> right. But there's so much extra stuff that people want to purchase. Like if you go over to pro wrestling tees, there's the, what is those? The the micro brawlers. Micro brawlers. Yeah, we talked about those last week. Yeah, and there's uh, t-shirts and there's posters and there's so much extra wrestling stuff that people want. There's so much regarding this, and now you got to start really figuring out. Okay, where is that money gonna go? Yeah, and don't forget about sports cards too. A lot of people interested in sports cards, and now going back and collecting wrestling cards. Those yes. are taken off. So yeah, there is. A lot of competition for your dollar, and it had to get to this point eventually. You know, so much to choose from, but at some point you're going to be forced to choose what you can get and what you can't. And that's when adulting sucks. <laughs> Norm, thank you so much for your question. Look forward to seeing you soon, man. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. I have a fun one for you today. If you could get any figure in your collection of a deceased wrestler signed by them, which one would you pick? But that figure has to have been released after they passed. You don't necessarily have to own it but definitely a figure you would want signed by them. So it kind of narrows down your options, but at the same time, it's still pretty big. For me, I don't own it, but I think it would be a real cool piece to a collection if it were signed, and that's the Andy Kaufman Classic Superstars. It's kind of crazy to think he never got a figure outside of Classic Superstars, at least not that I know of. Another one that I'd probably have in consideration would either be the Macho Man Masters of the Universe, one of his Funko Pops, the Slim Jim Macho, or even Ring Cart Macho Man. Now, all of those I have, and I think they look really great with the signature on them. But what are your guys' picks? That will do it for me this week. Thank you once again for everything you guys do. You guys are awesome, especially when you have your pets spayed or neutered. And I'll take my answer off the air. And before I go... By the time you hear this, but not when you're recording this, I will have met Travis Fowler because I will be seeing him at Toyhio. Have a good one, guys. Justin, first off, completely jealous over here that you are meeting Travis Fowler. Travis is 
one of our good friends. We've never met the guy and he's a, he's a great friend. We were supposed to meet him in Tampa last year, but yeah, we were supposed to meet Travis and we were, that was one of the people along with Brian Breaker that we were so looking forward to meeting along with Drew Vensel, who just shared a birthday. Drew, happy birthday this past week. Happy birthday, Drew. Going to your question, great call on the Andy Kaufman. That came out of left field, and I applaud you for that, kind sir. Love it. Well done on that one, man. I didn't even think of that one. That one didn't even cross the mind. Man, there's uh, there's a lot of figures that have come out after the person has passed. One that comes to mind right off the top of my head is Macho Man with CM Punk, the battle pack that came out Ooh, a while back. Choice. The one where CM Punk was wearing the uh, tribute tights to Macho Man after he had passed. Good choice. I would love to get Macho Man to sign that and then eventually, hopefully later on down the road, get CM Punk to sign it. I would, that would be a dream, but that would be the first one that came, that that was the first one that came to mind. That would be the first one I would get signed of a, a person that has passed. The other one I would like, and I'm, I think it was after his passing, I would love to get Dusty signed with the WCW ring. So have Dusty signed because in that packaging, Dusty, uh, Dusty's figure was in the upper right-hand corner. So you could have the gentleman was still alive. You could have Dusty sign right there on that little plastic and with the WCW ring. I think that would be something cool and unique to get signed. Great choice, dude. And you actually took one of mine, but I'm going to go Dusty Rhodes Elite 63 which next to the Dusty that came with the ring is one of the best Dusty figures ever produced. So I would go that Elite 63 Dusty. Uh, Another one that I would like to have signed would be the Macho Man Defining Moments, the WrestleMania 7. But actually, he was alive when that figure came out. Was he? Yeah. I know he was alive when the Legends figure came out. Didn't that come out before the Defining Moments? Because the Legends figure came out and Macho Man died almost right when it was released. It Oh, man, that would be uh, months apart. I don't know what the official date of the Macho Man WrestleMania 7, but I know it was 2011. Okay, well, then I'm going to go with the Macho Man Ultimate Edition that just came out. I would get that one signed because I would love to have a Macho Man signature in my collection, and I don't have one. Uh, same right. for Dusty. That's why I would have selected Dusty. Then taking Macho Man Ultimate Edition, and the last one would be the Ultimate Warrior from the Sting and Ultimate Warrior Battle Pack that Sting signed and then wrote Blade Runners on the top. I would love to have Warrior Signature on that just to complete the whole package. Um, We know that's not going to happen, but what a cool what-if scenario that Justin gave us this week. Great question, my friend. Also with Junk Shop Dog coming out with the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure eventually get those signed as well yes there's a lot of guys that have unfortunately passed that i would love to get stuff re-signed nikolai volkov i would love to get his jack's classic re-signed yes um the signature was signed in sharpie and it's starting to fade same on mine dude same thing regarding roddy piper his signature is starting to fade on his jack's classic yep uh, one unique one that i wish i could get signed brody his micro brawler that i just received oh yeah I would have loved to get that signed. Are there any in your collection, Jeff, where you've got one half of the package signed, but you don't have the other guy's signature on it? And this is alive or dead. It doesn't even matter. I'm just curious if you have any that are like waiting for a signature. Actually, I do. I have a Crime Time 2-pack. That was, uh, was it adrenaline? Not adrenaline. What was the 2-pack? I think that was adrenaline. Oh, it was adrenaline. Okay. Luckily, I got Shad to sign the 2-pack. Now I just need JTG. Okay. 
So I'm hoping to get that signed. And as far as I know, that's the only one off the top of my head that's half. Oh, I'm sorry. The Midnight Express two-pack. I have Bobby Eaton's signature. I just need Stan Lane's. Gotcha. Uh, You had the Rockers two-pack signed, right? Correct. Oh, by both of them? Yep, signed by both. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Oh, your uh, classic superstars with The Rock, Brett, and Shawn Michaels. I just need The Rock, but he never does any signings. <laughs> Damn it. The Rock, if you're listening. Come on, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> Roll through, Dwayne. I... Jeff needs an autograph, please. <laughs> He'll treat you to a cheat day. You don't even need chloroform. You can just show up. You and chloroform. The sh- I'm changing it from money, money, money to chloroform. Money can buy chloroform. <laughs> to uh, WrestleMania 9 Undertaker Giant Gonzalez. Yes. So I do have one on the wall. All of my two packs that I've got. Oh, no, I take that back. I've got two. One of them is the two pack. It was Jack's Christian and Trish. I've got Christian's signature on it. Got that signed back in 2007 at the Cow Palace in that big debacle. And I've got a battle pack of D.H. Smith and Tyson Kidd that I've only got D.H. Smith's signature on. And I need Tyson Kidd on that. And I need Trish on the Christian and Trish two-pack. So hopefully can get those buttoned up soon. It's just one of those OCD things when you're walking in the hallway, or me, for mm-hmm. example, walking in the hallway and I look at it and I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, I, I got to get this completed. It just, it eats at me. So one of these days, get those completed. Well, that was like us. Uh, remember us chasing down Jimmy Hart at the WrestleFest? I'm sorry, Wrestle Reunion in oh. 2011. Oh, dude. We were on his tail. Oh, all we had to do, and for me specifically, I had the Jack's Classic 3-pack of Brett and Jim. I had that signed. I just needed Jimmy's autograph. Yep. We chased Jimmy throughout that banquet hall. Because Jimmy couldn't sit still. like He was all over the place, dude. Like he was on a bang energy drink, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and not the caffeine-free one. Yeah, he was all over the place. And we're like, Jimmy, can you sign this? Uh, you know, I've got your ticket. I, I, I need an autograph. I'm, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah baby. Just, just uh, give me a second. And then he would run across the banquet hall. And then obviously he would go be going up to other wrestlers and seeing them. Like go, go up to Cowboy Bob or... Um, uh, Mr. Fuji. He was just running all over the banquet hall. And so finally we would kind of pin him down. Jimmy, can you sign? He'd be like, oh yeah, baby, hold on. I got to go to over here. And then he would take off across the banquet hall again. You're like, this wild goose chase went on for 35 minutes. No, oh, it was a while. Yeah. Finally got him at the heart foundation table. No, because finally he sat down next to Iron Sheik and finally he just stood there and I'm like, Jimmy, can you sign this? Here's the ticket. Take the ticket. He's like, oh, yeah, let me sign that. And he signs it real quick. And I was like, God damn it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it was that Iron Sheik. I thought he was sitting next to Jim Neidhart. This was on Saturday. He was sitting next to Iron Sheik. Okay. When the Iron Sheik offered to buy the uh, the two-pack LJN of him and Volkov from that dude. Yeah, for two, was it $200? <laughs> I think it was like $200 he offered the guy. And his handler was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you don't have $200, <laughs> Sheiky. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to buy your beer with? <laughs> you need that money for beer. Come on. Great question, Justin. Way to bring it this week, man. And yeah. you know what? Hopefully this past week you got some pets spayed and neutered. Hopefully, you, <laughs> as I said, hopefully you didn't do it. He's just a spaying man, working hard with his hands. Well done, dude. Justin, thank you again. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that weekly question. This is a follow-up question from last week's question regarding another Harley Race Elite. If Mattel were to do another King Harley Elite... 
what would you like them to do different this time around? I'd really like to see Mattel make another King Harley Elite, this time for Mattel Creations. Harley Havoc aside, I think it would be a miss if Mattel didn't give us another King Harley Elite that went all out with special packaging and an actual figure coming with a good amount of accessories. But what do you guys think? After hearing what Brian Breaker said about how much Harley loved the figures in the Wrestling Figure Hall of Fame episode, I feel Mattel should give us one more King Harley and really make it count. I love it. I love the idea. They definitely, and I I even used the word entitled last week, I think. Yes, you did. Yes, and I'm sticking to that. In fact, I'm going to (laughs) double down again and say we are entitled. And what better way to give us entitled wrestling figure fans a Harley race figure than to use JT's suggestion of Mattel Creations and to really go all out, as JT said, and give us a ton of accessories. Why not have that accessory be the carrying table and throne for when Harley would come to the ring? Oh, man. Well, it's a Mattel creation, so yeah, why not? Why not go all out? I mean, if you're going to go crazy with it, do that. They haven't done that accessory to the best of my knowledge ever. And throw four jobbers in there. <laughs> I mean, if you have to. <laughs> yeah. I need I need a Steve King from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I need a, um, a Jimmy Smith from Minnesota, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Dusty Wolf. Yes, a Dusty Wolf. No, he was actually a job guy. I was just throwing out names of... Oh, oh, you're making things up so they don't have to go get licenses to do these things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> four, just give us four Ellsworth figures and we're fine. Uh, let's not go Ellsworth. How about that? Oh, good choice. Yeah. How about somebody that has the body shape of Ellsworth? Yes. a An Ellsworth looking type. Uh, yes, exactly. But yeah, throw in four jobbers to hold up Harley with carrying cart or whatever, with the throne that he would come out on. It would be awesome. But JT, I can't think of anything that I would actually change on that um, elite flashback Harley if they were to do a uh, re-release. I... I honestly can't think of anything. In my mind, that's a perfect figure. Like, that's a 10. Because everything about it just screamed Harley. And again, it was one of those figures the very first time that you and I saw it, Jeff. It was just immediate, oh my goodness, look at how awesome that thing is. And I don't know, I mean, aside from making cloth goods robe uh, instead of the Polly Pocket style. But even then, I don't know that that look is going to work on that figure. It's just so perfect the way it is that I think all it needs is the the table and throne and call it good. Or if you want to package it with a Bobby Heenan figure, that would be acceptable as well. Actually, now I'm starting to think back, Scott. I, I made a comment. Did Undertaker use chloroform on Giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania 9? No, uh, Giant Gonzalez used it on Undertaker. That's how Undertaker won the match. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I started thinking about that for some strange reason. Well, he should have used it. Giant Gonzalez should have used it on all of the fans that had to watch that match. Oh, God, that was hideous. And hopefully it had some memory erasing qualities in it as well. We'll never forget that bodysuit, right? Ever, ever. Although that would make a hell of a Halloween costume one year, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some modifications on it, though, if you know what I mean. Oh, you're getting rid of the fursuit? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to add more fur. <laughs> I am Portuguese. I mean, let's go crazy with it. I can't wait to see that. (laughs) Question mark? You'll love it. 
<laughs> JT, thank you for your weekly question, man. Much appreciated. Scott, that rounds out the show. We're going to close this out. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com where you can check out the carded and loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's, Just Toy Bendoms, Defining Moments, and speaking of retros, retros. Retros. Again, again, you can check out the prices on these. Again, we're going back to money on this show. So <laughs> WrestlingToyTracker.com. <laughs> also, we're going to throw it over to our podcasting buddies. Of course, we're going to start off with Breaker and Bane because we love Breaker and Bane over here. And they have a fun show over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. That's a fun listen each and every week. Also, we want you to check out Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? Where he had a great show. And I mean great show because he is a great interview. Keith Brockus nice and uh it was a fun interview and it's two great guys just having a conversation i loved it so check that out and also check out power hour pro wrestling on youtube and of course i want to throw it over to our sporting and wrestling buddies doing the favor and their website as well check out doing the favor.com with the SKUs and the upcs but also check out their podcast while you're over there again Eric Barry over at Doing the Favor. I mentioned him earlier, Steve, over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They just put out a show this past week where they looked back at SummerSlam 90. They also talked about the Hasbro era of the show, Hogan's Pop, <laughs> Poor Warrior, Bret Hart Steals the Show, and more. So again, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast or PPW Podcast. Our three buddies that we love so much, Sheena, Marco, and Seth over at the Chick Foley Show. We want you to check them out and also check out their Facebook group. That's a lot of fun as well. You heard Justin earlier ask us that awesome question. He is over at the Wrestling Cheers, a Northeast Ohio-based wrestling podcast. Very niche, but also very fun. Justin does a fantastic job of running that show. So check out the Wrestling Cheers. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Check out Marty and Rucker over at Booing to the Face. And I actually just caught up to where... Tim just interviewed you, Scott, on pulling up a chair. Ah, yes, the great Tim. Yeah, you really crapped on me a lot during that show, so I thank you for that. You're welcome. You love it. You love it. You're <laughs> love a fan it. of when I do that. Scat, 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 scat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say scat, scat, scat? What? Uh, I, no, I said scat, scat, scat. Oh, scat. oh, 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 gotcha. Scat, scat. Just Anyways. don't say skeet, skeet. That's something else entirely. You don't want to go there. <laughs> so- <laughs> you son of a (laughs) so again check out tim at pulling up a chair also scott what do you got for drunk wrestling history yes give us a follow on twitter at wrestling underscore drunk check out our latest episode that dropped this past friday where we covered the royal rumble 2005 if you don't remember that one you might remember it by two guys hitting their asses on the floor at the same time that would have been john cena and bautista on accident, eliminating each other from the Rumble that Bautista was supposed to win. Spoiler alert. But we cover that show in depth. I think you might get a kick out of it. Check it out. You can find it wherever you find all of your other podcasts at. Because we're wrestling underscore drunk on Twitter, we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. You made Norm do a spit take? Ooh, we did. Wait, I did or Eddie did? No, because the fact that you guys called the show the Conti Classic. (laughs) So... I love how you guys came up with the idea for that show. Um, there was a Twitter exchange. I won't call it an argument or a fight, but there was a Twitter exchange between Ed and someone on Twitter 
about how Tay Conti is a horrible wrestler. And then you guys were just like, hey, let's make a show of it. And I love how you guys pulled that out. So when we did, because we'll crap on everybody equally. This had nothing to do with like crapping on women's wrestling. We've done horrible tag teams. We're going to do a horrible men's one at some point. So this is kind of like, um, I guess, call it a Mount Rushmore, if you will, of worst women's wrestlers. And when we did the tag team one, none of us picked the Mulkies. But everybody kind of knows the Mulkies are the worst tag team in the history of wrestling. So we called that one Mulky Mountain or something to that effect. None of us actually picked Ty Conti on our lists for worst women wrestlers ever. But we all kind of feel that she's not very good. So it just seemed fitting that we called this one the Conti Classic. <laughs> just like when we do the worst men's one, we'll call it something in regards to nobody that's on our list but is widely considered to be the worst. Like Chris Masters Mountain or something to that effect. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have never liked Chris Masters. Ever, not even a little bit. Like I will watch an Ivan Putsky and Ted Arcidi match before I ever watch a Chris Masters. Well, actually I had to watch a Chris Masters match for one of the pay-per-views we reviewed for Drunk Wrestling History, but uh, I, I was quite cross about it. I did enjoy the worst women's wrestlers and spoiler alert for those that have not listened yet. You might want to fast forward, but the fact that Nia Jax made it on three times. <laughs> Look, I didn't pick her once. Right. <laughs> but she made that list three times. <laughs> yeah, somebody picked her twice. And there were no rules against that, so we had to allow it. Uh, and now you guys are doing 2005. That will drop, well, this show is Thursday night, so it'll drop tomorrow morning. Yes, that uh, would have dropped, if you're listening Sunday, this would have dropped this past Friday. And we're actually going to be recording tomorrow night uh, three new episodes. And we're getting together second week of July to do more in-person. This will be our first in-person since February of 2020. Oh, damn. Yeah, everything has been uh, FaceTime. And then we record three separate tracks, put them all together. So this will be our first in-person in about a year and a half. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so obviously you guys are going to talk about uh, Vince McMahon's quads. That might come up. And of course, we want you to check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. We love those two over there. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes. This week, definitely want to throw you guys over to the great, the amazing, the super talented, the man himself, Jason Wolf. Jump over to his website. That is Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. You can get in touch with the man himself, get yourself a commission, have him draw something up for you, or you can hit him up about doing some custom paint jobs on your figures or doing a custom figure altogether. But you got to stay tuned for the custom figures that he does in small batch. You got to check it out. He had a fan club, or he has a fan club, but all of the spots sold out. Tells you what you need to know about the great Jason Wolf. The dude is on fire. He's doing big things. Give him a follow on his social media accounts. That is at the art of Jason Wolf. Or head over to his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. And Jeff, you mentioned him earlier. Just want to throw it back to Tim on the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. The dude is putting in work. The dude is putting out amazing podcasts. Not just because I was on it. Definitely go check it out. He does have an interview with Adam Baum. And he will be talking about his upcoming retro figure on that episode. So go check it out. Great job, Tim. Jason Wolf, I can't wait to see you next week. I'll be hitting you up when I'm in Vegas. We'll have dinner, maybe a few drinks. I'm looking forward to it. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. 
Oh, dude, you're meeting up with Jason Wolf? Yeah, I hit him up on uh, Facebook uh, a couple weeks ago and let him know I was coming into town. He said, just let him know when I'm there. So wife and I are going to carve out some time to go have dinner with the man himself, take a few pictures, be my first time meeting him in person. But we've been good friends for, gosh, what are we on, five years now? Four, five years? Yep. Can't wait to meet him. Can't wait to break bread and have some drinks with the man himself. Really, really looking forward to it. The man loves wings, so you need to hit up a wing spot. Well, I guess we're doing B-dubs. Scott, that rounds out episode 283. Anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 283. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M-O-C Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the kings